Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Family Law Talk. Family Law Talk. Presented by Kirk Stangy of Stangy Law Firm, PC. With offices in the Midwest. Stangy Law Firm is a family law firm. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stangy. Welcome to Family Law Talk. We have a great episode today. The title of the episode is When Mediation Does Not Work, and this is based on an article on FamilyLawHeadquarters.com dated September 19, 2020, and the title of that article is What If Mediation Does Not Work? So as a follow-up to the episode today, go on over to FamilyLawHeadquarters.com and check out the article. But let's go ahead and jump into the topic. So mediation. You know, lots of folks use mediation in divorce and family law matters. The hope for most parties when they go to mediation is that they can resolve their case outside of court. And obviously that can get the case done. It can save the parties money and fees. And, and then the hope is parties can walk away and, and hopefully move on with their lives. And so parties oftentimes go into mediation with the best of hopes, the best of intentions, Uh, They want to settle. They want to resolve their matter. Now, having said that, some parties are court-ordered to go to mediation, so maybe mediation wasn't their idea. Uh, Maybe mediation isn't even something they necessarily wanted to do, but in in certain jurisdictions, courts have the ability uh, to order mediation. Um, It might be for a limited amount of time that they can require parties to attend mediation, so definitely check with a lawyer in your jurisdiction, and they can go through really the guidelines in terms of how it works in in the state that you're in. But either way, you know, parties are going to mediation, whether they want to be there, whether they were ordered to be there. And I think for most parties, when they go, regardless, um, you know, they'd like to reach a settlement. They'd like to be able to reach an agreement. Now, it's important to keep in mind with mediation that, that really the mediator can't make the parties do anything, right? A mediator is not a judge, so they can't issue orders or judgments, Um, But what mediators can do is facilitate a discussion, go through each party's goals, their aspirations, really their priorities in the case, and and perhaps get the parties engaging in a dialogue to where they can reach a middle ground or or really get to a place where it's good enough for both parties uh, to want to settle the case. Now, some mediators, from my personal experience, can be Um, more assertive in terms of giving recommendations. Some mediators like to give recommendations, guidance. Uh, They might even advise the parties what they think the judge might do if they heard the case. Some mediators won't do that. Um, They will lay a little bit lower and really try to just facilitate a discussion and get the parties to a place where they can reach an agreement versus trying to uh, really impose their viewpoints, uh, sort of push um, push the parties or whatnot. It's really more sort of facilitator kind of roles. So you get mediators with with sort of different viewpoints in terms of how to do it, okay? And look, some parties go to mediation and they settle their case outside of court, which is a wonderful thing. Um, so some parties do it and they're successful. Now, from my experience, for parties who are able to succeed in mediation and divorce and family law matters, oftentimes it takes multiple sessions, particularly if it's a complex case, like a complex divorce where there's, you know, property issues and money issues and custody issues and then child support and spousal support. It's hard for most parties to go to a mediator and resolve this quickly and easily. Sometimes it takes some sessions, and it, and it requires the parties to, to take some time and really consider their options. But for some parties, maybe they agree on a lot of issues and they're just sort of in disagreement or one or two, so maybe they can come to an agreement quickly, okay? 
Um, so if parties can settle their case in mediation, uh, then typically from there, uh, what happens is the mediator can do like a memorandum of agreement if it settles, uh, give that to the parties. The parties then hire attorneys, and, and, and the parties can ultimately use their attorneys to get the case filed and get the settlement documents in front of a judge. Uh, some mediators will put together a comprehensive settlement paperwork and, and then give to the parties. And, again, the parties, again, need to hire attorneys then, uh, and have that paperwork filed in court. At least this is how it typically works where I practice law uh, in Missouri. There can be nuances in different jurisdictions, but mediators can't, for example, some parties think a mediator is a judge and that the mediator can sign a, a judgment or divorce decree. No, mediators aren't the judge, um, and the mediator can't then represent one or both of the parties. Uh, so they do the mediation, and then they're out, and then the parties uh, have to get their own attorneys to try to get the mediated agreement in front of a judge to get it finalized, okay? Um, having said that, sometimes parties go to a mediator and they don't reach an agreement. It just it just doesn't happen. The parties are too far apart. Uh, there might be one area, two areas, three areas or more where the parties still just disagree, and they're just not able to settle the divorce or family law matter. And then the question is, well, then what happens then? You know, what are the options when mediation has been attempted and it hasn't been successful? And so that's what we're going to talk about here for the duration of the episode. And I will give you um, some options from my vantage point in a very general sense. Again, any party uh, who's going through a divorce or family law matter wants to speak to an attorney and wants to get advice specific to their uh, situation. Uh, but I want to talk just very generally about what some of the options might be. All right, so the first one is this, which is sometimes parties go to mediation and, and they try diligently, they try hard, they engage in a dialogue, but they just can't settle. Um, sometimes the option is to disengage for a while, take some time, contemplate on what was said, uh, contemplate what took place in, in the mediation, and just take a break. Right. Sometimes you just have to walk away, take a break, and both parties have to consider what took place, uh, really weigh what it is the other party wanted, and, and just reflect and just think. And, and sometimes, you know, a party might be initially resistant uh, to a particular position, but maybe over time a party warms to it and thinks, you know, uh, maybe it isn't really that bad. Or sometimes with more time. Uh, parties are able to come up with alternate scenarios. So it's like, I, maybe I won't do this, but I would agree to do that. And, and so for some parties, uh, again, solution one would be to take some time, um, take a break from mediation, and then re-engage at some point later. Right? It could be a week later, could be a couple weeks later, could be a month later. It really depends on how urgent it is for the parties to reach a resolution. Sometimes it's urgent and there needs to be a resolution now, but sometimes parties have some time. It isn't level 10 right at the moment, and the parties can take some time, reflect, think, uh, maybe consult with their lawyer even, and then re-engage at a later date. And then maybe it, by re-engaging at a later date, then maybe second, third attempt at mediation might be successful, okay? Um, that could be option one. Uh, here's option two, which is sometimes parties might uh, want to use a different mediator, okay? I mean, the mediator's role is important. It's critical for parties who want to enter a settlement. Um, they need a mediator uh, who's the right fit for them, 
who works for both parties, who has good ability to get the parties engaging in the discourse and maybe giving some recommendations and some guidance. Um, and so in some instances, parties might consider taking a break, conferring about a different mediator, maybe doing some research, and then coming back and trying mediation with somebody different. Okay, so that would be a second option in a general sense. Doesn't always work, but sometimes uh, a different mediator coming into the picture might might help the parties. Okay, uh, here's option three. Option three would be uh, arbitration versus mediation. Okay, uh, the difference between arbitration and mediation, in a very general sense, is that the arbitrator can make decisions. So unlike a mediator who, who can just simply give recommendations and guidance but who can't make the parties do anything, an arbitrator can make decisions out of court for the parties, much like a judge. Now, arbitration generally more formal, more hearing-like, um, but it's a third party who isn't a judge uh, who, who hears a case um, from an arbitration perspective. And so that would be an option for some parties. Now, uh, one of the downsides uh, some would contemplate would be this, is if parties agree to, to arbitrate it, you know, they're really waiving their appeal rights. So if they don't like what the arbitrator does, generally speaking, appeal rights are waived, and, and some parties might not like that, okay? Um, to arbitrate, both parties almost always have to agree. But again, check the laws in your spe specific jurisdiction and consult with the lawyer who can really explain how arbitration uh, may or may not work in your specific case, but arbitration would be a third option. Um, all right, so fourth option. Option four might be to try collaborative divorce and family law versus mediation. Uh, for some parties, they might need more help than just a mediator. So in collaborative divorce, it's a little different process, but in collaborative divorce, both parties have an attorney hired on a limited scope representation uh, for a collaborative divorce, and then there's experts, if you will, who come in and help the parties in terms of trying to get to a place of settlement. So there's what's called a divorce coach, who's like a therapist who helps the parties communicate better. All right. In some cases, there's one coach for both parties. In, in, in some instances, both parties might have their own coach. If there's custody issues, complex custody issues, there can be a child custody professional who comes in helps give the parties recommendations, input, insight. Take cases where maybe the kids have special needs, uh, maybe they have particular circumstances that are a little bit different than normal, uh, but you can have the help of a child custody professional uh, to help parties enter an agreement. And then take the financial issues. Financial issues can be a big impediment to settlement. Uh, there might need to be a business valuation or a home valuation, or maybe through stock options that need to be evaluated. Maybe there's tax issues uh, that have to be considered. Again, complex finance issues. Sometimes these finance issues can really hang up uh, settlement. And so in a collaborative divorce, there can be a financial neutral who comes in and helps the parties work through these financial issues. So again, collaborative practice is another option. It's sort of mediation plus, if you will, uh, in a general sense, where parties are working together, they're trying to settle, but they have the help of these experts, and they have uh, lawyers who they've hired who are trained in collaborative divorce. So that would be uh, that would be option four, and something to think about in a general sense. Now, the last option uh, would be to say, you know what, we're so far apart, um, settlement just doesn't seem feasible, and, and so for some parties, uh, they just have to go to court. Uh, 
uh, mediation's not going to work. Maybe they don't want to arbitrate. Uh, maybe they've tried a different mediator. Maybe they've done collaborative divorce. It hasn't worked, or they're not interested in doing collaborative divorce. Uh, but ultimately, for some parties, if they've tried to settle and it hasn't worked, then sometimes court is the only option. And, and so, you know, that's regrettable for a lot of parties. Lots of parties looking to avoid litigation. Uh, they don't want to be in court, but there's certainly certain circumstances where a mediation just isn't going to work. And this could be, for example, in cases where passions are really high. Uh, there could be domestic violence. Um, maybe there's a huge power imbalance, which makes uh, trying to settle outside of court uh, very difficult. So going to court is sort of the last option. You've done your best, uh, but it just isn't going to work. All right, so again, that's the topic today. When mediation does not work, there's some options for you. Uh, definitely for a lot of parties, they should think about mediation, contemplate it. Um, it's almost always better to settle a case outside of court than put it in the hands of a judge. But again, sometimes it just doesn't work. So as a follow-up to the episode today, go on over to FamilyLawHeadquarters.com. Check out the article titled, What If Mediation Does Not Work? It's dated September 19, 2020. So that's the topic today. Stay tuned to our next episode coming up. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stange. Visit StangeLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stangy Law Firm to work for your family today. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. Neither the Supreme Court of Missouri or Illinois reviews or approves certifying organizations or specialist designations. The information you obtain on this podcast is not, nor is it intended to be legal advice. You should contact an attorney for advice regarding your individual situation. We invite you to contact us and welcome your calls, letters, and electronic mail. Contacting us does not create an attorney-client relationship. Please do not send any confidential information to us until such time as an attorney-client relationship has been established. And finally, past results afford no guarantee of future results, and every case is different and must be judged on its own merits. Kirk Stange is responsible for the content. Principal Place of Business, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450, Clayton, Missouri, 63105.